in this vein. And first of all, I would like to say a big thank you to David and all the tech wizards out there for sharing all this valuable trading information. I think it's going to help us all make money. But you want to make money profitably and consistently. I know you've heard that term, holy grail. And I'm not going to abuse that term. I'm just going to apply to one word, consistency. If you don't have consistency in your trading, because it's a business, as Mark said, you will not be able to make a living. And in order to achieve consistency, you've got to remove subjective trading, discretionary trading, anything that involves manual stuff, if you're going to get consistent winning results. And that requires a mechanical trading system. And I will introduce you to the Trade Safe Trade Dominator system. I'm not going to do a lot of charts or anything because I don't have the time. I usually do a much longer webinar than this, and I will be doing one later this month on the 22nd. So if you would like to attend that, go to my website, DayTradeSafe. That's all one word, DayTradeSafe.com. Log in, and I will be sure that you get an invitation. So let's get started here so I don't fall behind. Thank you very much, David. And make sure that I am, and that is me. Yeah. And I want to thank you for being here. This is really, if you're going to achieve consistency, we got some tough times going on right now. If you're trading any of the kinds of markets, particularly uh, the futures, commodities, indexes, currencies, stock market, you know there is a lot of volatility and inconsistency. And of course, that's because of global problems and of course, dysfunction in our Congress. <laughs> <laughs> not going to get involved in that. You want to be able to filter out the volatility and smooth out the uncertainty. So if you want to do it, the very first thing you want to do is get away from one chart. You can't achieve this with one chart. It's been a well-established fact for a long time that if you use multiple time frames, different setting charts, higher and higher and higher, and I use cycles-based charts. I've done a lot of cycles-based research, and they have a relationship with each other. This is going to enable you not just to determine whether you have a trend, because our system is a trend-following system. It is strength of trend, because the more charts that are in agreement, it's like having more wind at your back. You're going to get a lot more follow-through. Makes sense, commonly. So you're not going to be able to use the typical drop-down chart settings like 5-minute and 15 and 30 and 60 and all that stuff in a drop-down menu on your day trading platform. If your platform doesn't enable you to dial in any setting you want, with all due respect, you're trading with amateur software. You need a professional platform. Now, the one that I personally recommend, I don't get paid to say this. I have no relationship with NinjaTrader, but they enable me to do any and everything I want to do. So that means I can create the types of chart settings that I want. And this approach that I'm teaching you today will work on any market that has a trending personality. And I use that word personality because just like you and I, we have personality. You know, you may be very aggressive. I might be a little more conservative in my trading. 
But the same thing holds true for markets. No two markets are the same, just like software isn't the same. Everybody tends, well, not everybody, but when they start out as beginners, as traders, they tend to lump it all and say, well, this is all going to behave the same way. It doesn't. So first, I want to establish that what I'm going to share with you today works on trending markets. Now, some markets are better than others, and I'll get into that a little bit later. I also want you to know that this approach, and this is only for my graduates, I'm not going to teach you how to do this here today, because there is not enough time. But for my graduates, I offer as a free bonus that you can convert and repurpose a low-risk surgical entry day trade into a swing trade and get multiple days worth of profit. That is a very valuable thing to have. So with that being said, what are those kinds of trending markets? Well, there's a whole bunch of them, but typically a lot of us know that trading the indexes, they trend most of the time, currencies even more. Now, I'm not talking about Forex because Forex is not terribly well suited for day trading. It's been a little bit better suited, in my personal opinion, for swing trading or position trading. Now, what about the stock market? I don't have time to go into all of that, but the stock market is pretty much dominated by the specialist, and they use something called high-frequency programmed algorithmic trading, and they have these very powerful computers plugged right into the exchange, and they will beat you to death. They have a big advantage. Plus, you have a lot of restrictions in the stock market as to whether you can sell when you want to. And of course, at uh, tax time, if you happen to make any profit, uh, you're going to get beaten up pretty badly there too. So I recommend futures and commodities. That's where you will find indexes, currencies, and a lot of other things. Now, not just any of them. Uh, I mentioned that some of them don't have personalities that trend. Gold and crude are two prime examples. They tend to congest and break out. And if you've tried breakouts, and I know earlier we had a presentation on uh, successful breakouts, but honestly, the and I'm not disrespecting the earlier presenters, uh, I'm just saying that breakouts often give you fake outs. So if you want something that's much more reliable, whether it's crude oil, gold, or any of the other metals, you will want to try things like indexes and currencies. They're real straightforward, very, very simple. Okay. Now I told you, I would tell you the settings that we use and here are the settings. And I'm going to explain why I chose them. We started with a daily chart but we broke it down into the daytime session only and the number of minutes in a daytime session. And then we took each smaller and smaller and smaller setting that would happen to divide into the next bigger setting with no remainder. And we kept that up trying to maintain a three to one ratio. That's why I have three settings there. So the nine minute is sort of like a wide angle view with a zoom lens. It'll give you at least a half day and maybe a full day's worth of information on whether you got trending or not. That's the big picture. The three minute is kind of the dominant cycle. But if you really want to, as Mark said, try to enter on the smallest risk you can, 
you will want the smallest number you can get. And that would be a one minute in terms of time-based charts. Now, because of the volatility, let's be candid. A lot of times the risk is too big, even for a one minute chart. If any of you have ever traded the NASDAQ index, you know it behaves like a ferret on speed. And consequently, with our risk levels that we use, uh, I have found that a one minute risk of six, seven, eight hundred dollars, I can't accept that. That breaks my rules. So I drop into a tick based chart. So you can use tick-based charts instead. You could use a 144 or a 233, but they must agree with the one and the three. And I'll get to why that is important. The more charts that you have, as I said earlier, that are trending in the same direction, the more follow-through you're going to anticipate. Why is that important? because you don't want to use a one-size-fits-all exit strategy. I know some of you just love to scalp. Some of you try to just hang in there and go for as much as you can. But it has to be based on how many of these cycles-based ones are going to help you. So if the one and the three agree, you got a weak trend, but it's serviceable. You probably would want to scalp. If the one, the three, and the nine all agree, that's the best. You'd probably want to scale out. And I'll explain more of that later. So as you can tell already, I use different exit strategies depending on the strength of the trend. Does that make, a tr uh, make sense to you? I got distracted. I was reading one of the questions. Placing of a trade will take more than a couple of ticks, right? Uh, I'm not sure what you mean, taking more than a couple of ticks. Uh, anyway, carrying on, let's face it. The volatility that we're dealing with, I already told you, has much higher risk. So I recommend using tick-based charts instead of a one-minute if it's above the risk levels that I'm going to tell you a little bit later. Now, if the one and the three agree, then you're going to prospect for what I call a setup. But if they do agree and the risk level is too high, and I'll tell you what that risk is a little bit later, then drop down to the tick chart and it has to trend in the same direction up or down as both the one and the three. So everybody's got to go in the same direction. The more of them that are, the more likely you're going to A, have a winner, and B, it will reach your target or maybe even go beyond if you're scaling out. So if only the one in the three agree, you want to scalp. That's a weak trend. That's sort of like in baseball, you bunt and get on base. If all three agree, well, that's like you got a lot of wind at your back. You're going to swing for the fences. You would scale out because scaling out makes so much more sense. It would be uh, leaving money on the table if you scalped and you had all of that wind at your back, so to speak. So here's another little bonus that I include, and I recommend you put it in yours. Now, I don't know if other platforms have this capability. I know TradeStation doesn't. I'm disappointed because I was one of their original beta testers some 30 years ago. That's right. I've been day trading 30 years. Uh, one of the hedges that I like to come up with is this. Isn't it frustrating if you get almost to the target or touch the target and you don't get a fill? And then it turns around and goes back and it hits your stop loss. Wow. 
that's frustrating and it makes it very challenging emotionally and discipline wise to try to continue on. So what I've got is a little bit of a hedge. It's an algorithm that is generally set to match either just before or right at the target that you have set that will then cancel and replace your stop loss order and move it to your entry point, break even, that's the BE, plus move it to one more tick of profit, and that will pay for your commissions and or any slippage. That alone, a lot of people love because it really does help prevent a lot of winners turning into losers. So if you're going to scalp, it's pretty straightforward. However many contracts you want to use, all in, all out, real easy. If you're going to scale out, it's pretty straightforward, but it's got a little more on the tail end. First of all, you've got to have a target. Uh, I recommend something easy to reach, like maybe five or 10 ticks, typically, if you're going to trade things like the NASDAQ, the Russell, or the uh, Dow, for example. And uh, once you have hit that and scaled out, you're taking money off the table. It's in your pocket. They can't take it away. And then what do you want to do? You want to trail a stop, but you want to do it automatically. You do not want subjectivity. Remember, we want to stay away from discretion and subjectivity. You want mechanical. You want automation. So how do you do it? You attach your stop loss order. And this is a ninja trader. They make it easy to whatever indicator you like to use. And I'll show you an example of it a little bit later. And every time price moves in the direction of more profit and your indicator follows along, then so does your stop loss order because it's attached to it. All right. So determining the strength of the trend is really what it's all about, because that's going to set you up for the proper way to manage and exit your trade. Then once you've got that, you got to start paying attention. Up until then, if you don't have trend agreement, if you don't have the one and the three agree, leave that market, go to another market, see if you've got one that does have it and keep doing it until you find one. When you find one, stay put because it takes time for your brain to get in sync with what you've been looking at. And I used to be a psychotherapist, so I, I know a little bit about how long it takes. So I do highly recommend if you get trend agreement, don't go flipping around from chart to, I mean, market to market to market. Now, when you have that and you've got your ATM all preset, because you got to do it before you get into the trade, you are now prospecting for the setup itself, which is a classic rules-based pullback or retracement. Now, a lot of you have probably tried pullbacks and you probably had different kinds of results. However, ours is very, very strict and gives you incredible precision. And I'm going to give some of those rules to you here today so that you can try to share it. Now, the last bar in the pullback is called the setup bar. So if you're in an uptrend and you get a brief counter trend move downward, that doesn't change the trend. All it is is just minor profit taking. It is going to retrace. Now I'll tell you how to know when it's finished retracing and what to do. 
you will then also have a third step. That third step, because I don't like putting all my eggs in one basket saying, oh, pullback, that's all I need. It's going to work. I want some independent, uncorrelated confirmation from an oscillator. It can be anything you'd like to use, an RSI, CCI, stochastic, whatever. And all you need is overbought or oversold, whatever's appropriate. If you're in an uptrend and it retraces back down, obviously that oscillator will go into oversold, right? Okay. You do not use it to put you in the trade. It's just a confirmation step. And last of all, you want to make sure that before that setup bar is finished, the risk levels are okay within tolerance. Now, I've given you the overview so far. I'm going to go into the details now. First of all, again, we're going to rehash a little bit and say, determine the strength using whatever your favorite indicator is to determine strength. Ours is built in. It determines the strength. It also determines not only whether you have a trend, it will also show you if you have congestion. And it will even talk to you and tell you when you have a trend and also tell you when you have congestion, when you have a breakout, when you have a fake out or a host of other changes. And it won't be a sound. It will talk to you in plain English. Again, the longer webinar on the 22nd will give you far, far more info. Now, on each chart and possibly the tick, you've got to determine you know, how many of them are in agreement, set up your ATM, and that's based on the strength of the trend. So you got your pullback. Here we are on the second step. It's to a 21 period exponential moving average. A lot of people have done that. It's been around a long time. It's as old as dirt. However, a lot of people don't know. They assume that it has to touch it. What I've found is that if you're looking for the bar that is the furthest or deepest in the pullback and it comes within a tolerance level of certain number of ticks from that EMA, the 21, then that would qualify it, at least partially. I'll get to the rest. I would love it to touch, but if it didn't quite reach it and it was so many ticks, just a few, and I can't tell you what it is because that's part of the system, then that still qualifies. I've found from extensive backtesting that it doesn't need to actually touch. Or what if it overshoots and goes past the 21? Still, it would be fine as long as it's within that maximum tolerance. It's got to be X number of ticks away from the moving average or really make contact with it. You want that pullback to be as direct as possible. No meandering around because that in decreases the likelihood that you're going to see what I call the snapback. And I'll explain what that means in just a little bit. So next would be the independent confirmation from the oscillator, whatever one you use. Maybe it's a stochastic. Just get into overbought or oversold. Even the tiniest amount doesn't have to go deep. And pulling out does not, getting out of overbought or oversold does not put you into the trade. That's what I'm trying to emphasize here. It's just a confirmational step. That's all you need. It gives you extra confirmation and confidence that, oh, we've reached the maximum point of excursion. Now, what do you do as far as risk? That's the final step. 
it depends on what the average true range is for your chart that you would like to take your trade on. If you're on the NASDAQ, as I told you before, those bars on a one minute can be really big. In the old days, what is old days? I'm being prehistoric here. Uh, the average true range for a typical index one minute chart was around five ticks. That's all. They've gotten a lot bigger nowadays because of volatility. So you may have to defer to the tick charts where the ATR is much smaller. The downside of tick charts, if you've ever tried them, is they can be very slippery. They're quick. And I'll teach you a little trick on how you can try to compensate for that. Just bear with me. Now, what are these risk levels I've been bannering around? If you're going to trade the any of the indexes and you want to scalp, believe it or not, our maximum risk for a scalp is only $70 or less. That's right. It could be less. What about scaling out? Because you expect to go further, you're permitted to allow more risk. And it could be less also. Why do I keep saying this or less business? It's because we use something called logical stops. Has anybody ever heard of logical stops? Just type a quick yes. Nobody has. Okay, I'll do my best to make a quick explanation so I don't use up my time. All right, one person has. Uh, think of it this way. Let's say you're in an uptrend. You get a pullback and you have that deepest bar in the pullback. That's your setup bar. And then, you know, you get into the trade as it snaps back in the direction of the trend. And I'll tell you how to do that in a few more minutes. Let's say it doesn't go very far. Well, that last bar in the pullback has formed that classic V-shaped bottom of what's called a pivot or a swing. And it's also a support level. And if price goes back down and trades through that support level and keeps going, you know what? You have changed the trend from up to down. You don't want to be in that trade anyway, do you? So that's why they call it a logical stop. And that's how I can get away with smaller risk levels because the risk is per contract. I don't know how many contracts you're trading. And if let's say the bar is four ticks tall and you put your order to buy a stop limit order to eliminate slippage to buy one tick above it and let the market put you in the trade by trading through the order. The moment that happens, our automation in our system, you could do it manually yourself, goes one tick under the bottom of that same bar. What's risk? The distance between where you entered and where your stop loss got parked. That's risk. So obviously, the bigger the bar, the further apart those two are, and the more risk you have. And conversely, you can have smaller risk. I have had bars as small as $35 risk on scaling out trades on the indexes, and they made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Okay, so here is a little screenshot. I've zoomed in a lot, so follow along with me. You reach the lowest point in this trend, and then you get a pullback. Follow these bars, one, two, three, four in this example. And there is the 21 period EMA. That's that uh, magenta colored dash line I put there. Now, in this case, the so-called setup bar did not touch it. It almost reached it, but it is within tolerance. Our tolerance is a little more than that. But I, again, will save that for those who actually uh, join the trade safe system. Now, 
once you know you have that confirmation on step two and step three is fulfilled and step four is fulfilled, that is, uh, you've got overbought and you've got your risk level acceptable for whether you're scalping or scaling, what do you do? Don't wait for this bar to finish because you will miss probably getting into the next trade. And that's almost a certainty for tick charts. You will want to park that stop limit order one tick under the bar. So that's so that you let the market prove itself by snapping back from that rubber band stretch all the way to here, down through the order. It puts you in the trade. You don't ever want to chase a trade with a market order because you give up slippage. Okay, so here are the steps as a recap. And I'm going to go through these a little bit slower. I'm kind of getting ahead for a change. The first step, got to have trend agreement. The one and the three need to agree. Best as if all three agree. And once you know how many of them agree, then you set up your exit strategy. And in NinjaTrader, you can set them up so that they're automated. So all you do is just select the one you have already created sometime in the past before you traded and say, I want this one. I want to scalp and I want to do this one, or I want to scale out and I want one of those two. And then when that's all done, you are prospecting for the pullback. That's the retracement. It has to fulfill those same conditions I told you about earlier. And then you want independent, uncorrelated confirmation from the oscillator overbought or oversold. And before the bar is almost finished, and I'll tell you how much time or ticks to wait in just a moment, you got to determine the risk. Now, in our system, it will always calculate the risk moment by moment, tick by tick, so that you know every step of the way, steps one, two, three, and four, whether it's confirmed or not. That's why there is no subjectivity as far as getting into the trade. Now, you still reserve the right to say no. This is not a fully automated system. It's 95% automated. The 5% is trying to get into the trade where it's not automated. But once you're in the trade, it's fully automated. So we use a stop limit, as I mentioned before. That will eliminate whether or not uh, you're going to have any slippage. You won't. Now, a lot of people don't understand what that means. Uh, not the slippage part, but why I chose a stop limit. If you use a limit order, you are not allowed to park it above where the market is trading if you're going to buy. It has to be below the market and vice versa if you're going to go sharp. A stop order is nothing more than a market order that's parked in the market. You can combine the two and create a hybrid order, and it's a standard stop limit order. It's one of those available in NinjaTrader. You just, and in NinjaTrader, I love it, and you're going to love it when you see the full webinar. You will see it actually park the order directly on the chart. You don't have to use a depth of market, Superdome, or any of those things. You just simply click directly where you want that order to be parked. That's it. And you park it either a tick above or below, whatever you're going long or short of that setup bar. And I'm now going to tell you exactly how long to wait before you do it. You don't wait till it's over. I already told you why. On a one-minute bar, the last three or four seconds, that's as close as I want to cut it. 
on a tick bar, if it's not really volatile, things have settled down, maybe it's later in the day, 15 to 20 ticks before the closing of that bar. Make sure your software has a counter that lets you know how many seconds or ticks remain before the bar is going to be closed or finished. Any questions on that? Okay. So think about it this way. That pullback is like a stretched rubber band. It's built up a huge amount of tension and the market wants to continue the trend, particularly because you've got multiple time frames all trending together. You got the wind at your back. So it should snap through that stop limit order. And if you're scalping, heck, the average true range, as I said, used to be just five ticks. If all you're going is for five ticks for a scalp, for example, bang, you've just had a winner and you could load the boat. You know, you could trade 10, 20 contracts if the market will take it. And then you just add it up. But if you've got a lot of charts, the one, three and nine, all trending together, uh, you would really want to actually scale out. So really think about that setup bar, the pullback as a, a stretched rubber band, and you're waiting for the market to trade below your order and put you in the trade. Okay. Now, once you're in the trade, at least with my system, it's automated. Take your hands off the mouse for goodness sake. Don't try to be discretionary or subjective and say, well, I remember it used to do this and it used to do that. Don't. You don't get consistency that way. Remember this holy grail that we're after, it's, whole, it's consistency itself. And the only way to do it is to have automation and track your stats, as I'll get to in a moment. So yeah, that's what I recommend. I don't have enough time to see all of the charts, quite honestly, Jeff Martin. Uh, because of the limited amount of time here, I will go into extreme depth if you register for the 22nd. Please do that. Go to my website, daytradesafe.com, and that way you'll be put on the list so that you get an invitation, okay? So as I was saying, once you're in the trade, it will manage and exit the trade based on that preloaded, pre-configured exit strategy that you had selected based on how many charts were in agreement. And then when the trade is over, what do you do? Do you jump to another trade? Don't do that. That's what amateurs do. You know better than that. What you really want to do is journal. Has anyone ever heard of the great trader called Ed Sakota? Just type a yes if you have. He's one of the greatest traders that ever lived. I invited him. Yep, CD Mail knows who it is. I invited him to a local trading presentation uh, here in Austin, Texas, where I live. And uh, he said, the most important piece of information I can give you isn't going to be about software. It's about journaling. Because if you learn from your mistakes and you have a pre-configured journal, which we give you as part of our system. We give you a pre-configured journal, and all you do is just fill in the blanks, plus write out any little story, if you will, about anything that was above and beyond the trade. Things like context. Let's face it. If you get into a trade, you want to go long, and there's a resistance level, a pretty significant one, a between where you entered and where your target is, 
Don't you know those odds are going to go down? Yes, sir, they are. So what you want to do is factor in context. If you see those things and you write them and into your journal entry, you will know when it comes time to benchmark, as I'll get to shortly, you will know, oh, I've seen that before. I don't want that kind of setup. Even though it's a legal setup in every way, context can ruin you. What other kinds of things besides support and resistance can prevent a trade from succeeding? Hmm? Well, if volume is too low and you can't get a decent fill, what if uh, you're trying to trade going into a major economic report? Uh Uh-oh, that's suicide. It could totally flip around and kill you. Or what about price overextension? No trend lasts forever. I will teach you all of what I've learned in 30 years worth of being a day trader so that you know all the various forms of context so that you will know what to avoid, even if you do get a legal setup. Now, in the beginning of my course that accompanies the software, so you see, I'm not just promoting software here. I'm also trying to coach and mentor individual traders. That's right. Virtually individual. Yes, I do have a coaching room and I don't call it a trading room because that's typically too many people who never get any attention. In my coaching room, you get to turn on your microphone and talk anytime you want and ask a question, even in the middle of a trade. I can look at your charts and watch you take trades and coach you through any problems you have. And I will show and share with you everything I've possibly learned as you go up the learning curve so that by the time you get benchmarked, you're ready to be what I call a true professional trader, not an amateur who is wishing they could do better. So you don't just want a journal. As Mark correctly pointed out, you want to track your performance, your stats. You need a spreadsheet. And we, of course, provide you with a pre-formatted macroed spreadsheet. This is so critical because when it comes time to benchmark you, and you still probably don't know what I'm talking about when I throw that word out. When it comes time to calibrate or benchmark you to the software, you need the stats. That's what's important. So what is benchmark? It'll help you create an authentic track record that you can take to the bank. Quite honestly, here's how it works. Up until you started benchmarking, you started at a beginner's level. Even if you're a real experienced trader, I work people up, 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 up. And how many people are in my coaching room, by the way? Not hundreds, not even 20 or 30 typically anywhere from three to six. That's it. I do not accept everybody, believe it or not. It's so that I can give you my undivided attention. So up until you get benchmarked, what you're doing is you're learning to take every single trade, if it's legal, and you're recording it, you're journaling it, you're learning from it. And what do you do? You're building up a large amount of knowledge, experience that is informing you with consistency about what did or did not work. And then you start benchmarking. Instead of taking every single trade to learn from the winners as well as the losers, now you get to pick the best and leave the rest. You need a statistically viable sample of minimum 30 trades, more is better, of course, and then 
you go ahead and pick the best that you have observed worked based on your journaling and the stats. Now, you may say, well, that sure sounds subjective to me, Michael. It's not. What it is, is this is a true system. That is getting into the trade, the automation and all that. But even systems exist not in a vacuum. They exist in context. And that's what I'm trying to share with you is that you'll learn the context so that you'll be able to develop your own awareness about how that software relates to you, the human. And again, the therapist in me that used to be, I know that your subconscious is going to wreck you if you don't learn how to deal with it. And of course, I provide you with a, an extremely powerful psychological tool that will neutralize self-sabotaging behavior and enable you to be able to pick the best trades, leave the other trades. And when you're all finished, what do we do? It's all based, as we know, on what you've learned from journaling, what worked. We're going to get together and we're going to look at your spreadsheet and we're going to reverse engineer exactly what worked the best. I'll start out saying, okay, how many trades did you take? Oh, you took 34. Fine. That's at least 30. More is better. How much money did you make? Now we trade four lots. That's what I recommend. On a four lot trade, we average three to $5,000 over that span of trades. Furthermore, I then say, and this is the one that gets everybody, they want to know, and I want to know how many of those trades worked. I have not had a single student since 20, what is it? 2018 fall below 87% winners. That's right. The, the, the machine isn't doing it. They are collaborating with the machine by filtering out the context that removes the odds in their favor. And they let the automation and the system do the heavy lifting. Does that make sense? And let me see. A tick, uh, Ratna is asking, what is a tick? That's the minimum of movement up or down. It's a tick. Okay, great. So the, the idea here is if you're benchmarked, your personal psychology, your discipline issues that you have struggled with, that I've helped you neutralize, we're combining that with a system that we know in backtesting does far better than 87%. But because humans are involved and they pull the trigger or decide not to, what are they going to do? I've had people reach as high as 99% winners over a stretch of 30 plus trades. That's right. Not making that up. That's true. So my goal is to give you total and complete confidence. Now, I realize I, I didn't have enough time to show you all the charts and things like that, that a lot of the other people do. Just a moment. Got to turn off that little alert that lets me know I'm hitting the home stretch. Uh, so what I've done is I've tried to move as quickly through this as possible to basically introduce you to how you, even if you choose not to invest in the trade safe trade domination system, you can still take this. If you watch the replay, you can still take all these steps and you can improve your results. And this is not complicated stuff. 
Uh, I'm not going to mention any of the other presenters, but some of the stuff I looked at was really hard to understand and look at. Uh, I can promise you that the trade safe approach is drop dead simple. If you are a flat out beginner and barely know any kind of technical analysis, I will take you by the hand and ensure that you get all the way to benchmarking. Of course, you got to stay with it. If you drop out, you won't get the results. People who drop out and say, well, I'm going to just do what I've learned so far and see how it works. Mm -mm. You got to finish it, get benchmarked, get calibrated. So let me see what somebody says here. Doesn't matter that you didn't show charts. You showed easy to digest logic. That's what I'm trying to do is basically be logical with you guys so and gals because there's got to be a few ladies in here at least some of my best students were ladies i gotta tell you not to disrespect my guys but uh here in texas we call everybody guys anyway i want you to know that if you choose to follow up on this we do have a flexible payment plan because not everybody wants to pony up and say hey uh, here's my credit card. And then they know they got to deal with the interest issue. I'm going to ask David, if he would please to post that link that I gave him, but I'm going to show it right here. Folks, this is how you get to the page that recaps what I've covered in the system. So if you go to daytradesafe.com forward slash dominate, it will basically recap what you get in the full package so that you know ahead of time what you're investing in. And then if you go further and say, yep, let me see uh, what it costs, and you go to the order page, then uh, guess what? You'll discover that I'm offering a special discount for the attendees today. Normally, it's a lot higher I'm not quoting prices here like some people do because I want you to go look. I'm being real honest about it. So when you go look and don't don't leave me now to go look and be distracted, just copy it down. You'll have plenty of time to look later. You will see that you're getting a very special discount. But here's the thing that I'm very excited about. You do not have to pay it all up front. PayPal, whether you love them or hate them, I know some of us hate them. You don't need to have an account. You don't need to put money in PayPal to do this. Basically, it's a no interest loan. They used to call it bill me later. Hmm? So it's same as cash. It's a, essentially a two minute soft credit check. And if you like it, if you if PayPal loves your credit, then bingo, they will give you six full months to pay them back the amount that they paid me. And that's it. Now, you will finish this course far, far sooner than six months. Uh, the course doesn't take that long. I've taught this to an 11-year-old boy. So this is not rocket science, but it works. And you will be able to start trading and earn money with this system and be able to pay it off. If you pay it off before the six months are up, you don't pay another penny of interest. It's done. Now, unfortunately, PayPal has a restriction. This is only available for U.S. citizens. I'm kind of mad at them for that, but that's their prerogative, okay? 
<laughs> okay. Can you folks still hear me? Somebody said they got a, a secure connection failed. Type a yes if you can still see and hear me. Okay, great. Thank you, David. All righty. So basically, I know this was not all the details and the charts and the fancy stuff that you're used to seeing when you come to these events. I chose with the limited amount of time that I had to try to keep it as simple as possible so that you get the clarity and the logic of what's involved, that it is a true mechanical system, that it is automated 95% of the time. Basically, once you punch into the trade, it takes over and manages and exits the trade for you. And you're getting my personal coaching in the room. Now, let me tell you in the remaining couple of three minutes I've got since I'm kind of ahead of schedule. I don't ask my students to be in my coaching room all day, every day. Why? Well, when I was in grad school, I learned from my professor. He said, that's not how it works the best. He said, I'm going to give you intensive uh, mentoring, and then I expect you to go do your homework, and then you come back and you ask questions. So I only ask you to invest just a single day of your time each week. And it's not even going to be a full day. Oh, it's just going to be the morning from the open until roughly noontime. That means you're going to get all of the info you need to ask all the questions you want. And by the way, if you miss it, don't worry. I record everything. I've got hundreds of hours of archived material. So you can see all of the previous coaching sessions I've ever done. So in this situation, you are being able to not overburden yourself with, oh, I got to be in there every day and all day, or I got a job. I can't do this. Believe me, I have successfully graduated many, many people who actually had jobs. So if you've got questions for me and you'd like to even talk to me on the phone, I let my students do that too. That's something that nobody else does. Instead of getting their questions answered in the room only, I permit my students to talk to me on the phone. All they got to do is look at my calendar and schedule time. So if you want to talk to me about anything you've seen here today, write this down, daytradesafe.com. Oh, no, scratch that, scratch that. <laughs> That's my website. Support at daytradesafe.com is the email address. If you will send an email to support at daytradesafe.com, I have a full-time Zendesk support team. And all you got to do is say, hey, I need the link for Michael's calendar so I can talk to him. I got questions. And they will set you up. They will post that link in a return email and you will be able to talk to me for a full hour of my time. All I ask is, would you please keep your appointment? It's very frustrating for me to set aside an hour of my time and have people not show up. Uh, thank you, David. So I'm about to wrap it up here, folks. I'd like to get some feedback, questions first, and of course, whether you think this made sense to you, even though it seemed like a really simple presentation. What do you think? Give me a little feedback and certainly please ask any questions you wish. Yes, it made sense. That's good. 
And do know that you can, as I say, talk to me and get even more info and see live charts, etc., and how it all behaves, plus all the many, many other tools and things that are included in the package that I had no time to share with you here today. Because when you add up the value of all the tools, it comes close to eleven or $12,000. Obviously, I'm not going to ask you anything close to that. So just check out that daytradesafe.com slash dominate, read what it says, go on to the order page, and I'd be delighted to have you join the TradeSafe family. And it's just like going to school. You just go from one lesson to the next lesson online until you qualify to be oriented and onboarded by me. And I give you a full hour in my uh, coaching room privately and give you the big overview so you'll know exactly how to get the most out of it. And then after that, boom, you join me on the very first Monday afterwards. And Ricky says, this is one of the greatest presentations that I have seen. And I have really seen many. I love your normally paced speaking rate. Well, I appreciate that too. I know uh, it it's a tendency for a lot of people involved in finance to get pretty hyped up. But uh, I would much rather just try to be relatable. Remember, I used to be a therapist and I'm not going to try to be your therapist, <laughs> by the way. But what I will do is help you make sure that you and the software in the whole package and system work perfectly together so you can join that exclusive club that got at least 87% or more winning trade. So I do want to say thank you very much. And I'm going to turn it back over to David. 